Hello and welcome to our latest Fixed Interest podcast. Today we're going to discuss Costa Rica. Fitch downgraded the sovereign by two notches on January 15th to B plus and kept the outlook on negative. My name is Charles Seville. I'm co-head of the America's Sovereign Group and I'm joined today by one of our directors, Carlos Morales. So Carlos, first of all, why the latest downgrade? Well, our decision to downgrade the Costa Rica's ratings by two notches is based on the deterioration of the fiscal situation. The key rationale behind our latest rating action was the persistently high fiscal deficits that had led to a fast-paced rising debt burden, high government financing needs in the near term, and risks and increasing evidence of government financing constraints. Okay. And how do Costa Rica's debt metrics actually compare with you know, other countries in the rating range? Well, Costa Rica's debt burden has increased quite rapidly, more so than relative similarly rated peers. We expect the debt burden in terms of GDP will surpass the double B median this year, and it will converge with the B median of 58% of GDP within three years. Other important debt metrics that we're looking at is, for example, the, the borrowing costs and the interest payments. So we've seen that the, the reliance on the local market by Costa Rica's government has pushed uh, interest payments and has led to having interest to revenue metric weaker than either the double B median and the B medians. Okay. So we started to take negative rating actions on Costa Rica about two years ago. It seems like deficits and debts, as you say, are, are going up. And what's the root cause of that? We've seen the deterioration of the fiscal situation because of ongoing congressional gridlock that has permeated the discussion for a number of years. Anatomized Congress in Costa Rica has prevented meaningful fiscal efforts to address a widening fiscal imbalance in the country. Right. Uh, also bearing in mind, is there's the quite rigid expenditure government profile. There's a lot of earmarked spending and a lot of inertial increase of the spending profile from the government. And coupled with that, you, you see relatively low tax collection, which has barely increased in line with uh, nominal GDP. Right. So we took this action despite the fact that Costa Rica actually just passed a fiscal reform. Well, what does this fiscal reform consist of and you know, do we think it's going to be effective in tackling some of these problems? The government was successful, uh, successfully implemented a fiscal reform approved by Congress in uh, late December 2018. This came after 16 years of failed attempts on passing such reform. And the reform has both revenue measures and expenditure measures. Now the government estimates uh, savings of around 4.2% of GDP over the next five years, which, according to their estimates, will be sufficient to stabilize the debt burden by 2023. From the, the revenue measures, the reform is expected to yield 1.5% of GDP based on the conversion from a sales tax to a value-added tax, the introduction of a capital gains tax, and intro introducing new brackets on the highest earning uh, households which will boost tax collection. However, they expect that the bulk of the savings from the reform will come from the implementation of the fiscal rule. The fiscal rule, what it does is caps the expenditure, current expenditure growth based on nominal GDP growth levels 
and based on the government indebtedness. So as an example of this, let's say uh, Fitch estimates that the central government debt will be 58% of GDP by year end 2019. What this means will be when the fiscal rule is implemented, current expenditure growth will have to be 75% or less than the average nominal GDP growth over the period from 2016 to 2019. Right, so it's a way of putting a break on spending growth, so it should grow by less than nominal GDP growth. Exactly, yes, and as there are certain thresholds, so if the government debt burden goes above 60%, now it's 65% of the average GDP growth. And is this practical? Is it politically possible for, for Costa Rica to, to actually do this? Well, we expect some uh, social backlash from these uh, expenditure gaps, as we saw by major protest activities in late 2018. The union sector from public sector unions organized a strike that prolonged for three months that harmed the macroeconomic stability in the country. Right. And I know Costa Rica faced some challenges financing its deficit last year. Can, can you go into those a little bit more? Yeah, so the government has now shown evidence of government constraint. So, for example, they decide to go to the central bank in order to get a short-term lending facility over a period of three months prior to the fiscal reform. Now, they implemented this because they wanted to avoid increasing interest rates and achieve a, an affordable rate for short-term debt prior to the fiscal reform. Now, they expect, following the fiscal reform, that these constraints will ease. And also, they are expecting, or they, they have sent an authorization for external borrowing to the Congress. In Costa Rica, they need two-thirds supermajority for Congress approval to issue any external debt. Right. So how does this feed into our negative outlook? What, what would it take for us to resolve the, the negative outlook, do you think? Well, the negative outlook basically reflects the ongoing risk that we're seeing on the government financing and in face of a very tight debt profile. So the rise, rising interest rate and the government relying on local markets to, for budget financing has led to shorter debt maturity profile. So this outlook highlights those risks that we see for this year. However, we will particularly look at the approval process from Congress for any external bond issuance that would ease such pressures. As I mentioned, the government just presented to Congress uh, for the authorization of these external bonds. And to show a willingness of the government of implementing this fiscal reform and attacking the, the fiscal imbalance situation that the, the, the country is now going through, they have put a condition on the external bond issues on the compliance from the government on the fiscal rule that will be implemented by 2020. And we expect that showing this willingness to address the fiscal imbalance will increase the likelihood of an approval from Congress for external bond issuances. Great. Carlos, thanks very much. Thanks.